Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. And that would be the cue to start talking. So, howdy, hey, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, which is powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. More on them a little bit later, and it is the Power Trio at the roundtable this evening as we get set to roll through another about two hours of conversation. Jacob Seelman from SpeedSport and Sprint Car and Midget, as well as Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker and Noah Lewis from TSJ Sports. You ask, where is Peter Strada? Well, Noah, (laughs) Peter's doing the higher education thing, and we'll have him back a little later in the summer, but uh, I I guess, you know, he's missing out on the fun. We know that, because higher education is great and all, but class is not nearly as entertaining as we are on this show. I know, right? How rude of him. I mean, he learns more here than than in the school, right? I mean, it's it's a proven fact, I think. (laughs) We we can Uh, pretend. We will definitely uh, miss Peter tonight. Oh, goodness. Tom. Yeah, we can definitely pretend. (laughs) Tom, this is one of those moments where you just sit back, smile, and uh, go, well, at least there was a lot of interesting stuff on the Newswire this week in addition to, you know— and we'll talk about this more in the next segment. But uh, Jeff Gordon, if if you had Jeff Gordon getting back behind the wheel of a midget on dirt on your 2021 bingo card, go play the lottery and tell me what the numbers are because I want to know how you knew that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, look at Jeff Gordon, somebody that, that was raised up in that background, Jacob. Oh, my gosh. So exciting to hear that he's uh, he's exploring that little venture. It is. Tom, I, I, I want the lottery numbers of whoever predicted Jeff Gordon to a midget on you know to their 2021 bingo card. Like, s- somebody make me rich off that, please? Maybe? Um, I'm not sure his mother would have predicted <laughs> that, to be honest. I really don't even know what to say about this whole thing, except I can't wait to see this. Well, there's actually video of it on social media already. It happened earlier today. We'll tell you more about why it happened and whether it could happen again in the next segment. But before we do that, we're going to step aside. We're going to take a quickie commercial break here. And when we return, we'll dig into Jeff Gordon's return to dirt, albeit briefly, and a whole lot more stuff here on The Madness, so stick around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis around tonight's round table. So it is a power trio on the show, and we have a couple of drivers you'll get to hear from Tonight, one Zane Maloney, who Tom got to catch up with this week, as well as Buddy Kofoid, who uh, I got to catch up with after he won the Indiana Midget Week championship last weekend, Tom. But uh, a lot of good things that will be uh, set to come here over the course of the next two hours, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, I am too. Uh, Zane, for those who don't know him, him is an f3 racer and he is his nickname is the boy from barbados he is a rising star from barbados and uh, zane won the formula regional race at monaco a few weeks ago and really put himself on the map very well spoken young man and uh, we'll talk to him coming up uh, here in a little while and as uh, you said uh, we also are going to hear from michael buddy kofoid too so two young uh, rising stars a part of our program this evening along with us well varying in age folks that are uh, hosting here yeah something like that now we we teased it during the open to the show but uh jeff gordon got back behind the wheel of a dirt midget earlier today for the first time since 1993 if memory serves all of us correctly and sometimes that can be questionable but uh Everyone involved with the uh, situation believes that to be the correct year. So about 28 years worth that Gordon's been out of a dirt midget. But this happened 
inside turn three of Indianapolis Motor Speedway where they uh, tucked the little quarter-mile dirt track that the BC-39 has been run on a couple of times previous. And this was all in part, Tom, due to Tim Clawson from Clawson Marshall Racing and Raleigh Helmling, who was Jeff's original USAC car owner when he won the USAC Midget Championship in 1990 and then the Silver Crown Championship in 91. They got together and decided, you know, we want to make a modern reincarnation of Jeff's championship winning ride, the Diet Pepsi 4 car. So they did that. It, it didn't have the Diet Pepsi logos on it, but it was kind of a throwback scheme to that, uh, to that car, which was on the property, as a matter of fact, Thursday afternoon at IMS. Um, the new car was rolled out. Jeff complete with throwback uniform honoring the colors he wore back in that era, climbed in and basically had a couple of hot lap sessions around the dirt track at IMS as a promo for the BC-39 that'll take place in mid-August there on the IMS dirt track. Now, does that mean Jeff's racing it? Well, he made the point that he would have to be about 20 years younger, he feels like, but he didn't totally rule it out. So, would I love to see it? Yes. Do I think it's realistic? I'm really not sure. But regardless, the video and the grin that he had when he hopped out of that car, he I swear you'd have thought Jeff was 19 years old again. It was great, and he said it took a few laps before he felt comfortable, but you could tell once he did find that comfort level, it was like riding a bike. You don't just take those skills away, and it was really, really, really neat to see. Well, I mean, uh, that's awesome. I, I saw the picture earlier um, on Twitter, but I didn't have the opportunity today to research to see what it was all about. Uh, and so I need to go back now and uh, do some homework after the show. But uh, I would love nothing better than to see Jeff come out and race that midget. I mean, what the heck? Um, might as well, right? Um, I I think he could still wheel it. Uh you know, and, and uh, it would be fun to see him go back to his roots a little bit, and maybe run some payment stuff. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how much racing he still really wants to do, but uh, boy, Noah, that would attract a crowd like you've never seen before for that race. If they could announce that Jeff Gordon is uh, squeezing his uh, mustacheless uh, posterior into a midget and, uh, and racing again uh, for the first time in over 20 years. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, receive a crowd, they'd have to make some more room. I mean, it, it would be certainly a huge event, but still just some huge news, uh, something that I wasn't aware of um, much before the show either. And, and then just now looking into it, man, what a, what a legend Jeff Gordon has become, of course, in the NASCAR rankings. But uh, many, you know, many kind of forget or, it's hard to forget, but many kind of look away from his earlier upbringings, and, and man, it really shaped who he was and, and how he got into NASCAR and did what he did there, and just so cool. Anytime a champion or a legend of racing can hop back in something that, that brought them up, uh, it's just spectacular to see, Jacob. I've read his book, and... Um... It's uh, actually, it talks a lot about those days in his first ride with uh, uh, in the midgets. And I'll tell you what, Jacob, um, I mean, it's fun just as a promo, but if it ever went any farther than that, I mean, 
And look, would we expect him to go in the race? Probably not. It would be just fun seeing him come back and have fun and have a good time if that's what he really wanted to do. Um, you know, and this is kind of an era, Jacob, where I think nostalgia is especially, um, you know, revered. We've got Dale Jr. doing the Lost Speedway thing and, you know, all of that sort of thing. I think it'd be fun to see a couple of those guys um you know, come back, Jacob, and uh, just have a good time, if not, you know, necessarily being able to win in these things. All right. So that kind of plays into the little uh, roundtable question I wanted to pose in this segment, just because I can. We've seen drivers come back to various disciplines over the last couple of years, whether it's Larson and Bell to dirt, whether it's somebody like Daniel Hemrick to late models. Now you've got Jeff Gordon jumping back in a midget, whatever it is. So I'll pose the question to both of you, Tom and then Noah. If you could pick one driver to go back to one discipline... Name your driver, name your discipline, and, you know, if you've got 30 seconds on why, I'm curious, too. You know, so, so let's play off the nostalgia card. What do you got? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, Jeff Gordon in a midget would be just fine. I don't really, uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. I mean, you know, I would like to see a driver come back. The, the, first, the first answer I thought of was Tony Stewart into a, pavement midget or sprint car kind of thing um you know or even the indy car but i think you'd have to really kind of consider um the sort of realist realism of of it so in other words you know i i wouldn't want to take a 55 year old driver and put him back into an indy car that's probably not a great uh, idea but i think something like this you know um jeff or tony coming back running the bc 39 kind of thing um you know, would, would be an awful lot of fun. And it just, it just adds something for the crowd, um, you know, and, uh, but, you know, again, I think, uh, Noah, there's probably bunches of ways I could go. I mean, Greg Furlong, who used to race, uh, was a, was a multi-time champion and classic winner at Oswego in the super modifieds just came back, uh, for the first time in a number of years and ran a, a show at, uh, at Kalamazoo up in Michigan and unfortunately had the throttle stick had a very hard crash, but he was okay. But Greg looked like he never got out. So uh, he was leading the race when it happened. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think, I think it could be fun if you pick the right driver in the right situation. We've seen some of that in NASCAR lately, but um, where would you go with this, Noah? <laughs> That's a good question, man. I'm sitting here trying to scan my brain on logistics. Like you said, Tom, I mean, there's so many things you have to look into with age and, and which car they're hopping into and things like that. Um, and, and we've even seen it, you know, you talked about the age of nostalgia. There are series now like SRX that debuted last weekend and and uh, where, where we have guys that haven't raced in a while who are hopping in stock cars and things like that. So it's very exciting to see. I'm going to go for someone a little more modern and just someone that I've always thought of in this regard. And, and actually, um, it may not be what a lot of people think of. I'm thinking Danica Patrick and, and, and her role in IndyCar when she came over to NASCAR. I think I'd like to see Danica back in an IndyCar and see what she could do there. Fair enough. That's not one that I necessarily thought of as a top of mind, Noah, but I like that idea because I do think, you know, maybe not the road course prowess, but I think Danica could come back and, uh, and, and you know, have some potential still on an oval um, if, you know, the right opportunity were there. But as it is, like you said, it's just fun to think about some of these different combinations or what have you. I've got one. I'm going to save it for after the break when we turn our attention to some NASCAR stuff as well. We'll be right back with more madness after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, man in the round table on tonight's program. And we were talking about the age of nostalgia a little bit during our last segment and kind of if we could pick a driver to come back to a discipline, what would we like to see or who would we like to see and why? And for me, it's funny, actually, that because when I originally envisioned this question, Tom, it wasn't, uh, I'll say I was didn't necessarily bring to mind a, 
you know, let's bring them back at their age exactly right now. But I suppose logistically that makes sense. For me, though, um, I actually uh, went to IndyCar. My brain did for for this thought. And with the way the spec cars are now and the way I still feel like he's so involved with the sport... Um, maybe not Mario, just because <laughs> I think Mario is uh, uh, maybe a touch out of the age bracket now. But I'd have liked to see Michael Andretti be able to come back to IndyCar one more time, because I still think Michael uh, probably did not get all the results for as good as he was, and maybe was somewhat as well, Tom, hampered by uh, the effects of the split towards the end of his career. Have you seen Mario run that two-seater car i mean my goodness i think the man could still qualify in the fast nine in 500 qualifying um he's just ageless uh but no it i i thought you were talking about the jeff gordon scenario and and they would be their current age i mean obviously if, if you you know we could put somebody back in their prime and bring them to a a certain car today if that was the question boy you could you could do half a show on that one uh but man i'll tell you what mario is uh i think mario could almost beat michael right now in a match race uh yeah boy i'll tell you you know he may he may not have quite the reflexes i suppose that he used to but oh my goodness he certainly is no slouch, and he's even taken to eye racing like a duck to water. That guy is one of the most amazing motorsports racers in the history of motorsports, in my opinion. I think he would be certainly a guy, if there was a motorsports Mount Rushmore, he'd certainly be a guy that uh, ought to be on it because oh, he's yeah. done it all in so many different types of cars over so many years. And, um, you know, and he still has a passion for it, which is even better. He does. Now, now I, I, if I remember this scenario correctly, Noah, didn't you get your, uh, your, your butt handed to you by Mario Andretti on the iRacing at one point? Look, there's no one I'd be more honored to have my butt handed to me than Mario Andretti, and yes, I did. It was, it was absolutely spectacular at Indianapolis. Actually, Mario uh, dropped it, jumped in for one of his first starts on iRacing at that point, and. And uh, and he really he went up there past guys three wide moves on backstretch and and took the lead in our little virtual Indy 500 and uh, and had a had an incident there at the end but I mean fast as anybody was and, and look it's taken me a while to learn IndyCar skills on iRacing and then here comes this legend that hops in for one of his first times there and and handing me my butt and telling me to go to the back. Yeah, fair enough. All right, with with all that uh, kind of fun had here to kick off the show, let's actually get to some proper motorsports of today for a few minutes and discuss the fact that uh, NASCAR is invading the Music City again this weekend for the first time in a while, Tom. Are we thumbs up or thumbs down on this weekend and the Cup Series debuting at Nashville Super Speedway? am actually uh if i had eight thumbs they'd all be up um okay i can't wait to see this um look first of all nascar and country music go together like chicken noodle soup and crackers i mean it's it's the perfect um marriage 
I never thought that Nashville Super Speedway ever should have went away. I think it's a great facility. Uh, obviously, it hasn't been used in a little while. I'm sure it's been kind of uh, touched up and 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 made modern as best they can in a short amount of time. They got a five-year deal to keep running races there. It looks like we still may see the fairgrounds track at some point enter back into the sphere as well. But for right now, Jacob, I think this is absolutely going to be a home run ball. I've heard the grandstands are just about sold out already. Um, and it's just at the right time too. I mean, here in the U S we're very blessed that, that we've, we're kind of opening things back up again and everything is sort of, this is going to be a weekend that may be one of the real highlights of the 2021 NASCAR season, Jacob, in my opinion. Fair enough. And Noah, can we all rejoice that if if memory serves me correctly, we do have the 750 package this weekend, so lower downforce, higher horsepower, hopefully better racing? Oh, gosh, yes, we do indeed, and, and rejoicing for sure. Um, and, and look, I saw a video today, Jacob, of that place, and, and the grass is painted and the stands are ready and it just looks beautiful i mean the pictures that we saw from it just a year ago um said that it needed a lot of work you know a lot of stuff had to be done in order to host this cup weekend and boy has that team over at nashville done their job to make it look beautiful and ready for cup racing and for the whole all the racing that we're going to see this weekend boy i'm i'm so excited i i can't remember a time where i was this excited going into a weekend because look we're going into another weekend this season where we don't know what's going to happen. We've seen races there at the past, but it's been a little while. It has been a little while, and more importantly, we've never seen a cup race there. This is another one of the new venues on the Cup Series schedule for uh, 2021. And personally, Tom, I love it. I love the fact that we have a little bit more unknown. We have practice and qualifying back this weekend, so everybody will get um, an opportunity to kind of figure out what they need or what they don't need in some cases. And, you know, more track time is uh, a whole lot better for the race fans. So, uh, yeah, th this is going to be good. And if the truck and Xfinity races there from a decade ago are any indication, and this place is still as racy as it was back in 2010, 2011, I think we're in for a treat all three races this weekend because traditionally Nashville put on some really, really fun shows. It definitely is conducive to a lot of raciness. And for the Trucks and Xfinity series, especially, I would argue, with the level of aggression of today's drivers in those series, those two races in particular should be outstanding. But I think even the cup race on Sunday is going to be one of the better races of the year, I hope. I mean, you know, again, it's been so long that even if the team had competed there before, all of the cars, except for maybe the trucks, but I think even the trucks are different now than they would have been back then. But, um, you know, it's kind of a whole new ball game for everybody. And that's what I love about it, Noah, is – you can say, well, this one used to win there or that guy used it. This is a track nobody's seen for a good while, and most of the competitors probably haven't seen it at all. So it's almost like a brand-new track again, um, and it's a track that, as Jacob said, it is a very racy track, or it was. And uh, if, if the track is in the right condition, Noah, I think this could be a really, really exciting weekend in all three series. 
Oh, gosh, absolutely. I mean, this is one where the driver looks at the crew chief and says, all right, what do we got in the notebook? And, uh, and then the crew chief says, uh, files are empty. Let's go make some notes. So it's going to be very fun indeed. And then, look, Tom, we turn around, and after this weekend, and, and at least for Cup, we throw out those notes because we have a new car debuting next year, and so it's going to be something that's going to provide exciting racing, I think, for years to come. Um, and, and I'm very optimistic, just like you, that we're going to see a lot of racing this weekend. Indeed. Uh, this is actually one of the weekends I've been looking forward to on the Cup Series schedule in particular for you know quite some time, going all the way back to the Daytona 500 in February when we were just kicking off the season. I couldn't wait to get to this point, get to Nashville, to see exactly what we're going to put on here this weekend. Um, a couple of minutes uh, left in this segment, and obviously we're uh, we're kick-starting, Tom, the NBC portion of the broadcast schedule and you know, leaving the Fox portion behind. I, I suppose that's another, another thing that a lot of fans have pegged for, you know, f- new track fresh start hey there's optimism here and that's not to say that fox didn't do a uh, you know a good job with their portion of the season but i just sense uh, in out of the fan base a little bit uh, more optimism and eagerness if you will uh with the uh, the broadcast transition for the second half of the year as well i like both so i don't i don't have a preference per se so it's good i think what will be interesting is that dale jr is hosting um, the pre-race show, I think it is, the countdown uh, for uh, at least one of the races this weekend. So oh, that's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, how he handles that hosting. I know he said on his download this week he was uh, kind of nervous about that because he wants to do a good job and he hasn't done it exactly like he's going to do it now before. So um, he and Brad Paisley doing that together, which that in itself is going to be interesting. Again, racing and country music. Brad's a big race fan. Um, should be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I you know, I'm happy to have NBC back. Um, you know, I hate that Fox has to leave for that to happen, but, um, you know, it'll be fun to have the NBC guys take over again. And, um, you know, again, I, I just think this has home run ball written all over it. I just hope the weather holds and I don't know what the forecast is. So hopefully it's uh, it's all good all weekend for everybody over there. I believe, at least from what I've seen so far, that the forecast is uh, pretty positive. So we will uh, indeed cross our fingers and uh, keep looking towards the sky to make sure that everything stays that way for the course of the next three days. With that, we will step aside, get a commercial break in, and when we come back, even more Motorsports Madness. Zane Maloney coming up right after the break. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. 
Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis with you, although I think uh, Noah Noah will be back in a minute, Tom. I think he may have had to go uh, hit the medicine cabinet for the the Tom. I I almost did the jingle for the Toms. I'm not going to do that because nobody needs to hear me try and sing it. As it is, though, uh, this show has been wild already, and we're going to settle down for a few minutes and hear from F3 racer, as you mentioned earlier, Zane Maloney coming up in this segment. First time ever on a street course, mind you. Um, And uh, just did a phenomenal job. And I had a chance to catch up with him. This actually uh, is a bit of a throwback Thursday as as it is. Uh, It was a couple weeks ago when I had a chance to talk. Uh, We've had some time off here in the madness. So just getting to run this interview, but really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I am too. I think there's uh, a lot of good things to uh, to be said and, and had when it comes to being able to spotlight some of these up-and-coming racers. So uh, we'll sit back, uh, head to the tape, and uh, let all of you hear from Zane Maloney here on The Madness. Talking with Zane Maloney, Zane is known as the boy from Barbados, and for very good reason, and I think before long, they're going to start calling him the man from Barbados. Uh, Zane has uh, been one of the biggest rising stars uh, in 
at four, at three now, uh, and just has had a spectacular career uh, so far. And the reason that we're talking to Zane today is because uh, Zane went out and won the Formula National race. Correct me if I'm wrong with that title, but the Formula National race at Monaco, right, Zane? That's uh, that's a pretty huge accomplishment. Yep, Formula Regional, European Championship uh, at Monaco. Um, it's uh, the series, it's an, it's an F3 series, um, very tough. And, and yeah, to win at Monaco, Monaco's the, for the most prestigious uh, racetrack around the calendar um, that we go to. So it's great to be on, on your show as well. Tell me a little bit about uh, how you got started in racing and what, was the reason what got you interested in racing to begin with all those years ago um well when i was two three years old um i was growing up around a racetrack because my my entire family races so my granddad who's 70 something years old now still races cars um my uncles my father my older cousins they all race so so growing up uh, around a racetrack um i kind of fell in love with it straight away um my dad took me um, to the 2008 Canadian Grand Prix um, and all the all the children were wearing um, air muffs and earplugs and, and I was the only one standing by the fence wanting to hear the noises. Um, so yeah, I've been in love with racing from the day I, yeah, the day I stepped up my mum um, <laughs> and my dad bought me a goal at three years old um, and we went to the track all the time and at that point it, it was just for fun. But yeah, that's how I how I got into motorsport. Now you came up through the ranks of European karting, but uh, 2019 was really your breakout season, right? And that was, I believe, in F4, was it not? Yeah, well, I raced in Barbados um, up until 2015, and I actually came over to the US, uh, and I did Scusa and Super Nationals and, oh, and all wow. the races. Um, uh, we came second in the seniors Scusa Super Nationals. And then I went over to Europe um, in karting with RFM. And then, yeah, the, the breakthrough season was definitely 2019 in the British F4, my first year in cars. Talk a little bit about that season. You had multiple wins. You had a bunch of pulls. I mean, you just knocked the lights out that year. It was kind of like it all just came together for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I went into the series with Carlin. Um, and, yeah, straight away we were we were quick, and, and we were able to win races. We won many races that year, and, Throughout my career before then, I won many races, but um, nothing to that level. So to win a British F4 championship uh, was amazing, and it, it took lots of hard work, lots of dedication, and and yeah, I reaped the rewards. So it was definitely it was great to win the British F4 championship, and it, it carried me throughout my career so far. Tell me about last year for you, because obviously the world has gone through quite a lot over the last year with uh, the virus and all of the you know the shutdowns and and the after effects of that what was your season like last year did you even race much how did how did things and how are things now in barbados yeah well i did the the euro formula open championship um it was tough it was very tough um the the season was okay uh, it was a learning season for me and it was preparing me for what I'm doing this year. So I kind of took it as a learning year. I was home for half the year because of COVID and, and the lockdowns. So things are getting better in Barbados. Um, there's a lot less COVID, which is good. And 
and I hope the world goes back uh, half normal um, soon. But but yeah, last year was was kind of a learning year for me. Well, we're praying for all of you, not only in Barbados, but uh, of course everybody around the world. We're fortunate here in the U.S. that things yeah. are are turning a page. Uh, Thankfully, but uh, I know that there's still a lot of places in the world that struggle. So, um, 2021. So you, um, you know, you start the year off, and uh, shortly into the season, you go to Monaco and you win. Um, I remember seeing your uh, your post on your Instagram afterward, um, and I think you were maybe back in the hotel room by then when you posted it. Um, and just kind of looking at the, the expression on your face, it seemed like you were still sort of in a little bit of shock and maybe still processing that you'd just gone out and won at Monaco. Talk about what that's like for a young man of 17 as you are to go to one of the most storied courses in the entire world as part of the F1 weekend and win. Yeah, well, I'm a boy from Barbados, so to dream of that was above me. Um, and as a as a child, I was dreaming about going to Monaco. Um, and then to get a victory at Monaco was I've never felt so good in my life. So yeah, it was the start of the season was was really good. We got a podium in in the first round, um, and then moving over to Monaco, the the goal was just to obviously do the best that we can. I've I've never been to Monaco, and and I never driven at a, at a street circuit so um yeah the goal was definitely not to win um and then to qualify on pole um on friday um to come p2 on saturday and then win on sunday it was it was amazing definitely and and to see the barbados flag and and the, hear the barbados national anthem was the best feeling i've ever had what is it like to race at monaco i mean we we over here often hear about how hard it is to pass there and how challenging the course is what was it like for you obviously you you won but what was what was it like to race there for the first time it was crazy like i said I, i've never been to a, i had never been to a street circuit so driving at monaco with the wasn't right next to you it was it was tough definitely um and we only had one practice session to straight into qualifying so yeah, driving around, trying to be on the limit and trying to get as close as, to those walls as possible without crashing um, is hard by itself. And then you go on to all the details of of how to get quick. So it was very tough. Um, luckily, I didn't put it in the wall at all throughout the weekend. So that was a positive in itself. And then, of course, it was just about finding those small details of lap time um, without hitting the wall to, to be fast. But it was very, it's, it's definitely the toughest I've ever been to. What do your friends in Barbados, your school friends, I'm curious, what do they think of all of this and uh, how famous you're getting around the world here? I see my friends as, as my friends, so, and they, um, I, I don't want it to change. Uh, I'm just a kid from Barbados trying to, trying to make his dream come true. So, but I'm very grateful for, for all the support from Barbados. It's, that has definitely, it's gone crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Everyone um, is supporting me, and and I yeah, it, it means a lot to me. You'll have to help me with this, but there was a gentleman you were talking to that apparently was on an island or somewhere with a volcano that had erupted and it did a lot of damage and there was a lot of loss. 
and you were actually interviewing this man on your Instagram and asking people to kind of donate to help the cause. Talk a little bit about that. Thank you. Yeah, well, a few months ago, uh, last week, Frere in St. Vincent, which is another Caribbean island, uh, not so far away from us, uh, the volcano erupted and, yeah, it really... It was devastating for a lot of families and a lot of homes. So when I saw that and when I heard of what happened, I, I wanted to find someone in St. Vincent to, to contact them and, and ask them what we can do to help. So, yeah, and, and we, we got some supplies over. So I'm, once again, I'm grateful for that. And, and we just, I, just, I just like helping, helping other countries and, and helping other people in general. If, if I was struggling, I would want help. So when another country is struggling from especially a volcano, um, we all need to come together and help. So that was the least I could do. Now, I know that you have a lot of people who help you with your racing and help your dream come true. So why don't you tell us about them and uh, uh, share them with all of our worldwide audience? Definitely. Well, when I started racing, it was with my uncles and, and my, my dad and my cousins, and it was kind of just a fun hobby. Um, and then to be able to go to Europe, it did take a lot of sacrifices from a lot of people, and, and Rock Hard Cement in Barbados jumped on board with me, as well as Bushy Park Barbados, uh, to help me um, to help me travel and make my dream come true. And, and actually, Bushy Park is the racetrack in Barbados, so I'm able to go there and practice whenever I'm home, which is, is great as well. And then uh, once I was over in Europe, Alpine Stars came on board, um, and, and they've helped me a lot with, with the kit and, and getting all the kit ready for, for the years. Um, since 2017 um, and then this year MJ FBO from Barbados as well came on board with me so if it wasn't for, for these guys and these companies I wouldn't be able to travel so yeah they're make, they're helping me uh, go away and travel and, and I can't get back enough to them so I hope to continue to, to do great things and eventually in the future I hope to give back a lot to them. Well, Zane, we have certainly enjoyed our time with you, and uh, we wish that we had more time to spend. We'd love to have you back uh, when we can talk to you a little bit longer and get to know more about you, but we certainly look forward to the rest of what your season has in store for you and hope to see you in Formula One here in a couple of years. Thank you very much. If everyone, if anyone on the watching this wants to check out the races, you can go to Formula Regional European Championship on YouTube, and, and I'm on Instagram, Zane.Maloney. Um, you'll see all the content there. So give me a follow, and, and I hope to hear from you guys and, um, and speak to you soon as well because it was great being on here. All right, Tom. So I know I have some takeaways, not the first of which is, uh, are you sure he's only 17? Because I, I'm impressed by that. But what, what, you know, we got about 90 seconds here. What was your takeaway from the time you got to spend chatting with Zane and, and really to hear his story and already how he's given back was so interesting to me? Well, I think that's exactly it. Um, you know, this is a very uh, wise beyond his years, very mature, very sort of outward focused uh 17-year-old who definitely has a goal. I mean, he wants to be in Formula One. He certainly has shown the talent and the skill set to make me believe, and I think a lot of others as well, that he has the potential for it. And, uh, you know, again, just a very interesting young man to uh, to talk to and, uh, you know, very humble and you know, again, uh, when you win anything at Monaco, uh, you're doing pretty well. And the first 
time on a street course to win it. That course is pretty impressive, I think. And I, I think he's got a future. I hope that uh, he gets the necessary ingredients behind him to keep going forward, because I do believe that we could see him in Formula One someday. Very, very interesting to think about, and, and, and you're right. I think there's a lot of potential there. With that, we're going to step aside, take a commercial break. On the other side, even more, Motorsports Madness still ahead, so don't go anywhere. We're back after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Buddy Copeland, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. 
this this portion of the show is being brought to you by mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life if you are looking for a first career a second career or a fifth career it doesn't matter uh, or if you're fresh out of college and you just uh, decide that you want to do something other than what you majored in uh, whatever the situation that you find yourself in is in relation to wanting to switch careers my computer career could be your answer it is IT training and it is still one of the most desired uh, fields in the country just look Here's how simple this is. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, take their free career evaluation. If you think that you want to pursue a study in IT, here's how easy this is. First of all, they have financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill. It is one to two days a week online training. That's it. You don't even have to go to a campus. In as little as four to six months, you could be on your way to a more lucrative career that leads to a better life. My computer career is not math and science. It's not rocket science. You don't even have to be a computer nerd. Just go check them out mycomputercareer.edu oh by the way they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed into a great job once you are ready to enter the field of study so they are mentors not just professors or teachers mycomputercareer.edu it's training for a better life jacob we haven't needed to fix you yet tonight. No reboots necessary. Keep it going, bud. I'm trying to. You know, we're, we're making progress here. Every once in a while, I can string a show together and manage to uh, pull this off. And if you're just joining us, well, we're glad you are because we still have a ton of stuff to get to as we wind towards the second hour of tonight's show. Uh, of course, you just heard from Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, that's me, and Noah Lewis also with us here at the roundtable. We still have to talk about the uh, NASCAR All-Star Race. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this, Kyle Larson won again. <laughs> We've also got to talk about SRX. I can't wait to get to that discussion. And uh, got, got a few other things to hit on, including an interview from the guy that brought us back from break a moment ago, which you'll hear coming up in the second hour, Buddy Kofoid. More madness after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. (laughs) 
You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis still with you on tonight's program. And gentlemen, I want to go to uh, each of you quick kind of for an opening thought here in this uh, transition segment. In about 30 to 45 seconds apiece, initial impressions and thoughts on the NASCAR All-Star Race. I'll start this time with Noah. Yeah, I'm going to say that I was surprised. I think we were all expecting to be surprised um, for a couple of reasons. One being the All-Star Race was pretty interesting and how it was understood. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But also with the racing in, in general at Texas all weekend long, uh, I think there was a bit of an uptick in what we usually see there uh, in prior years. So I was kind of pleased with that, Tom. I would actually say that I was somewhat pleasantly surprised with the racing on the track in this all-star race. Um, I, I guess we can talk about the format when we get there. I felt like I failed calculus again, but um, I really actually enjoyed the racing. And I think there were some interesting uh, moments in there that we could discuss. I tend to agree with points that uh, both of you brought to the table. For me, I had to go back and watch uh, everything that happened after the fact. So uh, it was a it, it was a little bit different on my end, but I will agree with Tom in the uh, feeling like I failed calculus department. It was one of those, wait, now which segment are we in and what kind of an inversion are we doing here? Uh, sort, of, <laughs> sort of a feel. Uh, so you, you, you sit back and you look at that and go, why does this have to be so complicated? I, I just, that, that to me was what stuck out as the, the initial thought. It's like, can't we get some decent racing and not have to, uh, make you feel like a math or science whiz in order to understand what's actually going on here. So, 
Oh, well. But but yes, I agree, especially the battle at the end with Keselowski, Elliott, and Larson. I was pleasantly surprised at how well that was able to play out. And again, we can talk more about this on the other side of the commercial break that's upcoming. But there were some good things. There were some not-so-good things. And we'll dig into the all-star things right after this on The Madness. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Logan Seavey, and you're listening to Motorsports Madness. Now back to the show. I, I don't want to blow up Chris Murdoch's head too much, but he did a really good job with some of the new re-entries you'll start to hear over the next couple of shows. I uh, got a chance to catch up with multiple drivers over the course of uh, USAC's Indiana Midget Week, and uh, 
Ha- had some fun with a few of them. You'll uh, again, you'll catch up with that a little bit later. But as uh, as mentioned, welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, still with you. We kind of transitioned to the NASCAR All Star Race during the last segment. I'll go back to Noah since while I was. Uh, Seeing Dirt Midget's race in the Hoosier State, you were paying attention to the All-Star race. I, I, as mentioned, I had to watch it after the fact. But Kyle Larson becoming the million-dollar man a second time over, and I suppose given the fact that he didn't compete in last year's All-Star race, does that mean we can call him a back-to-back winner since the last two All-Stars he's competed in, he's gone to victory lane and taken the big check? Yeah, we can absolutely say in terms of his racing in the All-Star that it's it's back-to-back for sure. Um, you know, and, and my take on the race was uh, was a little worrisome going into it. I was, I was very worried going in on what the format would provide. You know, we had an All-Star race a couple years back where uh, everybody was just very confused, and I was worried that it was going to turn into that kind of deal again. But honestly, coming out of it, I'm going to be the outlier here, I think, Um I was okay with the format in in some ways because look, it is an exhibition race. It is a one million dollar you know event and and no points on the line. So and it was very racy and it kept everyone very racy because with the average finish deal, you had to try to get everything you could. Um, so and look at the in that ten lap shootout at the end, we saw the guys up front that had been up front time and time again, and it was very fun and satisfying for me to watch these guys. Uh, fly to the front from the rear or from wherever. Actually, I think one of the funniest parts for me listening to William Byron's radio was once he got up to about the ninth spot and thought there would be an eight-car invert, and he was very disappointed and telling his crutchy Rudy Fugel, man, this sucks, you know, I can't believe we were so close. And then Rudy said, hold on a minute. They just said we were doing a nine-car inversion, so you're on the pole. And then he was like, oh, okay, well, awesome, you know. And so it was, uh, for me, it was very entertaining. It was a little hard to keep track of, yes, but TV did a decent job of making sure we were aware of what's going on. And for an exhibition race, uh, I was pretty pleasantly pleased with the, the, the racing and then even the little surprise elements thrown in. I actually... Uh have some of the same opinions but i just i i'm sorry i just thought the format was too complicated for its own good uh, i think there were too many segments to be honest um and and it just seemed like it was just uh too quirky i i i just wasn't a big fan of it um but i wholeheartedly agree with the racing part i thought uh you know there was a that for for some reason or other i mean i thought it was there was a lot of passing, a lot of comers goers, a lot of stuff happening. Jacob, I, I really, um, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, to be honest, uh, by how much I enjoyed the race. I just think there's too much in one day. I think that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all about uh, concerts and things like that, but. I'm a big Sammy Hagar fan, but I just thought it bordered on a bit much. The race started late. Um, you know, I think we got to somehow make this a little bit less cumbersome, a little bit less complicated and a little bit more about the racing and not so much about all the Wheel of Fortune stuff that happens in between. Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed this race more than I've enjoyed one in years. I still wish we could find a good uh, package for a short track like Martinsville and uh, bring the race there uh, and let these guys go have some real short track track fun 
All right, so I'll, I'll pose the big picture question in a minute, but first, Tom, and then Noah can chime in as well if he so chooses, how big... Is there a way to properly quantify the run that Kyle Larson is on right now? Because he won the 600. He won at Sonoma. Now he's won the All-Star race. After the All-Star race, he went to Ohio. He's won two of his last three sprint car starts with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Um, He won two more sprint car races surrounding the Coke 600. It's like no matter what he does, he just can't lose right now. You know, I look, here's the deal with Kyle. This is like the perfect storm. You know, you you he he got humbled last year. He realized how easily that uh, you know, all of this could be gone. Uh, but then he went back to the dirt. He kind of refocused himself. He went out on a huge tear. Um, and then you get a call at some point, you know, in all of that from uh, Rick Hendrick and you know, he wants to offer you uh, a second chance in one of the best cars on the circuit. And then Kyle comes back and gets this second chance with Chevy and with Mr. H in at a time when Hendrick Motorsports is really soaring to the top of the mountain, back to the top of the mountain in a hurry. Um, and he's now at a point Jacob, where he realizes that I got to make the most of this. And he's a more mature person. He's a more focused person. And let's face it, you don't want to let Mr. H down, right? So this is like, to me, the perfect storm for him to really show what he can do. And the thing that I would say about this, Jacob, is not only Kyle, but this entire Hendrick team, these guys could be together for 10 or 15 years. Think about that. Oh, I've already thought about it. It's almost terrifying, isn't it, in a way to think about, Noah, because as good as they are now, you have to think, well, gosh, how can you know? what if they get better? I mean, <laughs> it's almost hard to think that they can get better right now with the role that they're on. I know, right? You hear it week in and week out. Drivers are like, Hey, we're good. We're really good, but we're not Hendrick good right now. <laughs> Those guys are just on a different playing field altogether. And one thing about Kyle Larson that we know that that almost isn't surprising to me with his success is that he always takes whatever he gets in to the next level. So these Hendrick cars right now are winning equipment week in and week out. But we see Larson rise to the top more times than not. And I think that plays into his strong suit of being able to take a car that's so good and make it even better in comparison to his teammates. I don't think this little streak for Kyle Larson is going to stop anytime soon. It may get interrupted, but uh, but it's not going to stop, Tom. Well, no, and I just go back to, uh, gosh, where were we? I think it was at the 600 when uh, we heard that audio from uh, Chase Elliott's radio and uh, his crew chief asked him, what can we do to make it better? And his comment was put a bleep, bleeping five on it, apparently, Um, you know, and totally uh, joking. But nonetheless, I mean, it's just uh, it's pretty incredible, really, to see what uh, Kyle's done. I think we all thought he would be a championship contender, but I don't think any of us could have anticipated this. (laughs) No, I don't think any of us could have anticipated it. So does that then mean, Tom, that you agree with Brad Keselowski's summation that you just can't draft the Hendrick cars right now because they're that much faster than everybody else? 
Well, I mean, Brad would know better than I because he's on the track trying to do it, but uh, it sure looks that way. I mean, uh, they, they've definitely, like I said, they've come back to the top of the mountain, and I would have to think that at some point in the next uh, month or two that some of these other guys are going to start to catch up. But gosh, I mean, what a role they're on, and uh, who knows? I mean, you got some tracks coming up that really are good for these these guys so we'll see this is going to be fun to watch over the next few months and at least they're battling each other pretty well oh i know now i I will add one point to this in that you wonder as we get closer and closer to the next gen car and teams start taking order of parts and pieces and start putting stuff together how much learning will go into finishing off this year versus how much effort teams will start putting into trying to understand the next-gen cars and be better for 2022 and beyond. And and to me, it's, it's always that age-old question when you're getting ready for a new car. Where do you put your focus? And I think we'll find out real quickly where teams start to put their focus because you'll see who ends strong or who makes that playoff push, if you will, versus uh, who, I don't want to say, you know, mails it in, but uh, definitely I would say starts to turn more focus towards the next-gen car in 22. Back with more Madness right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun. 
go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerGuru.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis still with you. And transitioning back to the dirt for a couple of minutes uh, here on tonight's show, we started talking about it with uh, the whole Jeff Gordon throwback Thursday jumping in a midget deal. We'll continue with it by talking for a couple of minutes about Indiana Midget Week, which is the uh, annual USAC excursion into the state of Indiana for what this year was eight races in 10 days of midgets and Tom the championship at the end of it all goes to a driver that we've talked about on this show multiple times before Buddy Kofoid Michael Buddy Kofoid Buddy being his nickname for those who are less familiar 19 years old out of California we think he's on a fast track towards the NASCAR realm eventually but right now taking the midget world by storm two wins during the eight days of of midget week and I think it, not a surprise to see him win the championship, but maybe more a realization of the potential that you and I and a few others have been talking about for the last couple of years that we've seen out of this kid. First of all, I vote no to the Kofoid to NASCAR uh, uh, idea, not because I don't want to see, uh, I don't think he'd be a great NASCAR driver, but because, darn it, we need some of these young kids that are on dirt to stay on dirt um, and grow old on dirt so they can be Steve Kinzer. Um, but, uh, no, it, he is really a super talented uh, young man. I had a chance to um, have a chat with him, I think, two or three, three maybe two years ago i guess it was uh he was up in ohio doing some racing at that time and um just very impressed with um you know his focus and uh you know he's he's so easy going it's not even funny it's uh sometimes hard to tell if he's excited or not but uh he can flat wheel a car and uh you know i think um I think he's he's uh, he's definitely a star of the future, whether he stays on dirt or uh, heads for the pavement and comes over here to NASCAR country. For sure he will. Uh, you know, it, it was fun just to see his enthusiasm for the week, and, and you'll hear it a little bit in the interview we alluded to it. He said to me at the beginning of the season, you know, I've got two goals. I want to win a USAC National Championship, and I want to win Indiana Midget Week because he's like, I've seen some of my heroes, some of the guys I looked up to when I was growing up win Indiana Midget Week, and I want to be part of that club. He's now part of that club, and after joining that club at Kokomo Speedway last Saturday night, I got a chance to chat with the 2021 Indiana Midget Week champion. Here's Buddy Kofoid on his title and uh, a little bit about what's next because he hasn't slowed down at all either. One box checked. Buddy Kofoid, you told me at the start of the year, goal number one was winning an Indiana Midget Week championship. Goal number two was win the national championship. I'd say it was reversed. <laughs> Fair, well, 
in chronological order. We'll go with that. Yeah. But you checked the first box that you could check off tonight. It was not easy. You had to come from 13th. Uh, after the rain, everything. Were you nervous at all? <laughs> yeah, I was sweating bullets for a while, especially I was trying to do the math for the heat races on, you know, which of the top six was making it or who didn't or maybe where I'd be. And at that point, I just stopped trying to think about it and just waited for the lineup and uh, hopped in. And, and, and really, the nerves really went away, actually, getting in the car. And usually that's not too normal for me, at least, in a situation like this. But uh, just... I could, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think I was great, but I could run wherever I needed to, and I was able to make up the difference of running the top or getting to the bottom and, and passing guys I needed to, and I was able to, I saw Logan getting closer and closer, and, and Dason was behind me, and I knew I had to be within three of Logan, and, and you know, kind of the same with Dason, and then I, I didn't see any of them in, in, in front of me, so... Um, you know, I knew I just needed to keep running laps and, and not really make any mistakes, especially with nine to go when I got by Logan. I didn't say I don't want to say I was cruising, but I was just trying to be pay, more patient and not make mistakes, but not give up any speed. So uh, I cannot thank Jer Grant and Andrew and the whole Keith Coons Motorsports crew um, for their hard work all week. Um, it's a big effort for ten days and track to track, but. Um, but also, I can't do this without Mobile One and Toyota for giving me this opportunity and, and letting us have some fun and get some wins. Lap 15 was when you took control of the points on the track. Lap 20, as you referenced, with 20 complete, was when you passed Logan for good. Once you got around Logan, did you feel safe at that point? Um, a little bit. Because um, when I got by Logan I, I, and I got right back to the top, to the top I changed my lines and, and, and he wasn't there. And uh, you know, I kept running my race, running the race, and, and never saw him to the to my inside. So I figured that we were at least equal on speed, if not better. And uh, you know, at the end, I figured we were better. Um, and I just at that point, just like I said, those last nine laps after that red was just be smooth, not give up any positions, or not let any guys pass me. Um, I mean, really, that we're that we weren't fighting, but also especially Logan or Dason. So um, this is a pretty huge accomplishment, and. Uh, I only have a few hours of downtime, then Sunday I got to drive to Ohio to race Monday, Tuesday, and then be back in Indiana Wednesday to race Illinois Wednesday through Sunday, so not much time to relish on it, but um, glad that uh, it's over, but, you know, extremely proud to get this achievement. One of those moments where you sit back, Tom, you realize, wait, he didn't even take 24 hours to enjoy it? And the, no, that's not who Buddy Kofoid is. Buddy is a, okay, where's the next race and how quickly can I get there? He did, in fact, by the way, race two nights of Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Stars Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, he was already with uh, KKM again with the Power Eye National Midgets running the start of their Illinois Speed Week, which runs through Sunday night. So uh, you, you talk about a kid that doesn't know how to relax. Uh, but Buddy Kofwid would rather have a helmet on and be behind a steering wheel. I think if he could do it 24-7 and not have to sleep, he probably would. <laughs> well, you know, there are a few of these uh, kids like that in uh 
the open wheel ranks, um, you know, you've got a number of them, Zeb Wise. I mean, there's there's a bunch, uh, too many to mention. Jesse Love would count, but he's doing mostly stock car stuff now. But, um, you know, a lot of these kids, that's just how they are. But uh, Buddy definitely at, uh, you know, at his age, it's kind of he's sort of at the the, the gate a little bit where um, still very young. I mean, I think he's 20 or 21 now, but, uh, you know, he he's at an age where at any moment he could head in one direction or is ready for one direction. Um, so the more he could race right now and uh, just keep going and keep showing off in front of people and uh, trying to uh, find the right person with the right situation to take him wherever he wants to go, uh, the better. And yeah, he is just all business and all racer. It's what I said. I was very impressed when I spoke with him a couple of years back at some length about you know, I was very impressed with his focus and, um, you know, really impressed with just his quiet determination. You know, he he lets uh, his right foot do the talking for him. Uh, you know, he's not a man who's going to, you know, go out and uh, be flashy. He speaks well, but he's just very calm. You know, he's not uh, not gregarious um, and uh, just looking forward to seeing where he goes because he is uh, he is definitely star material on either surface, pavement or dirt. Indeed. I want to make a couple quick points on Indiana Midget Week just to underscore the competitiveness of the week. Seven different winners in eight races. Kofoid was the only repeat winner. He won twice during the stretch. Um, two first-time winners, including a kid from California by the name of Corey Day, who at 15 years, six months old, is another one of those up-and-comers that I feel like we have really got to keep our eyes on. Corey's one that I want to get for a future episode of The Madness because he's, he's very well-spoken, kind of soft-spoken like Buddy Kofoid is, but uh, very much uh, part of a racing lineage out in California and somebody who I think is going to have a big impact uh, in the future. Corey was one of the first-time winners during uh, during Indiana Midget Week and just his fifth USAC start, too, which was what made that the most impressive. And then for me, Tom, this is one, and I feel like I say this to people uh, maybe not necessarily in the public eye all the time, but I wanted to bring this thought to the show because for all that we talk about Indiana Midget Week being a prestigious part of the USAC schedule, what that discipline does, I also like to call it the best-kept secret that nobody's heard about because for me, being the only media member that regularly gets a chance to go up and cover that stretch, it's one of those, I, like, I, I tell people, you don't know what you're missing because this is some of the most competitive racing that I get the opportunity to see all year long um, with some real racers, not just the kids, but even some of the veterans that run it, uh, just some real racers, and really what I feel like racing is, is more of you know in a pure fashion because at the end of the day yeah everybody wants to beat everybody but uh you, know, you see teams back in the pit area working together to get a car back out if somebody runs into a problem early in the night you know these are competitors that want to beat people on the racetrack not often and i just kind of there were a couple times i just sat back and soaked it in for a minute just to appreciate what i was getting the opportunity to witness anybody that has never been up to see even part of indiana midget week i would recommend doing it at some point when you can because it's just it's just a cool experience i kind of compare it to an outdoor version of the chili bowl it's a it's a run of seven or eight days where you you kind of have a party a giant get together and a race happens to break out well i mean you said it with one word pure 
And that really is what sprint cars and midgets still are in, in many ways. I mean, they have not changed a whole lot over the years. And surely a lot of the tracks they race on haven't changed a whole lot over the years either. And Indiana is basically open wheel, much like, you know, Carolinas or NASCAR. Um, and so when you put those together, you know, it's uh, it's always fun. And whether you're going to, you know, Pennsylvania Sprint Week or Indiana Midget Week or Ohio Sprint Week or whatever. It's, you know, those weeks of racing uh, open wheel are just awesome. So um, glad you got to experience that and uh, glad you had a good time and glad to have you back on the show, doggone it. Indeed, I know. We missed last week, but we're back this week. We're going to take a break and be back with more Madness SRX around the turn. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis remaining with you, and I'm going to let Tom steer the ship for a couple of minutes, because while I was able to catch up on All-Star highlights, I really was not able to catch up this week on the broadcast of the brand new uh, Superstar Racing Experience, or SRX, series, which debuted over the weekend at Stafford Motor Speedway. And Tom, I, I don't know whether to be surprised or not by the fact that the local all-star pulled one over on the so-called professionals, but I, I'll say it how I said it in our chat to be a little bit family-friendly. Doug freaking Kobe got it done, maybe, maybe, gave up a shot at a NASCAR modified championship this year, but got it done. Well, yeah, and I don't know if we have enough time left to adequately cover SRX and uh, Doug Kobe's decision to give up a modified race at the Oswego Speedway NASCAR Wheel and Tour race uh, in order to compete in this race at Stafford, where he was basically the home track ringer. Um, I will say that my first impression of SRX, Noah, um, and I think we can talk about a couple of different things here. But first of all, let's start with the cars. Uh, I was not crazy about the car design and the photos when I, you know, the, all the photos we've seen on the web prior to the race or whatever. Um, not crazy about it. Not crazy about the wing. Not crazy about the way that they graphic them and the colors. Um, but then when we got to the, uh, the race itself it got to the broadcast, Noah. I actually think the cars look better on the racetrack, but I'm still not crazy about the, the colors. I'm not crazy about I know they're going to make the names bigger and the numbers bigger, I think, on the cars for this next race. Um, so you can tell who's who. But um, I think they ought to go to the IROC format where. Um, it doesn't matter what the number on the car is. Put the name big across the uh, the side of the cars so you know who's in which car. That was my first impression. What's your impression of the cars? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, going into it, I was uh, not expecting how they looked or how they were going to look. And, and once we saw them, I was cautiously optimistic about them uh, and what they do even on the racetrack. But, but I, I agree with you with the design, and they're looking into that. They've been receptive over it. Um, and in terms of this week since our, our their first race. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, they do need to be uh, – I think that's a great idea, actually, the IROC, how they did it in IROC with the big names. They need to be a little more, a little more notable uh, so you can tell which driver is which. And also that ticker that they had at the top, you know, their first race on CBS and things like that. I wasn't too thrilled with their ticker. Uh, either and how small the numbers were up there but uh but those are just little details um you know to to harp about post uh post race yeah well here again i think you could uh just put the names on the ticker car numbers really aren't as important for this uh as the names are you just want to know who's driving what because the numbers really don't um have as much to do with anything as they would in most other forms of racing okay so let's talk about the racing now noah were you um were you satisfied were you elated were you disappointed um you know was it what you expected it would be or hoped it would be or not 
Yeah, I mean, I wasn't elated at certain points, but there were also a, a lot of good points during uh, the race. And, and I think that in terms of if I'd say it was a good show altogether, I'd say absolutely it was. Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it, and, you know, the personalities that were out there, the different backgrounds that were out there, and then what they were able to do on the track. A couple guys I was pretty surpri surprised about, you know, uh, Willie Rives had a, had a couple issues here and there, but for a little while there he held third and, and was able to uh, to maintain that little spot, and I think one of the heats, or maybe it was a feature, I can't remember, but, but um, you know, and then at the end, just to see the hometown guy come out and and uh and really put on a show with with some of the best that we know about um it, it was really good so i'd say overall tom i enjoyed the racing throughout the whole thing i think that um the little cautions that we didn't know when they were going to come uh that was a little odd to me you know it felt really um you know stagey not stagey but i I, can't, I don't i can't really think of the word right now but but just kind of not what you want to see uh i'd rather them if they were going to throw a caution maybe say halfway you know if we don't have many wrecks up until this point halfway we'll throw the caution or something like that because otherwise uh it kind of just you know breaks up the actual racing aspect of it with these shorter races so i don't know overall i did like the racing though tom i actually I agree totally. I don't like the timed heats, first of all. I don't like timed events. I just, I, I'm so programmed to it's going to be 20 laps or 50 laps or 60 laps. I wish they would just do away with the timing of the heats and instead, um, and I understand some of that may be to fit into a TV box, but nonetheless, I think there's ways to do that. Um, I just, I, I wasn't crazy about that. Um, but overall, I mean, if, if I get away from the actual sort of format, I thought that the racing on the track between the drivers was better than I expected. I think uh, maybe a, 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 a few more cautions than I would have liked to have seen. But some of these guys had never short track raced on an oval in their lives. So, um, you know, I think uh, this is what makes this so intriguing is that you've got a bunch of guys like Elio Castroneves, for example, who've never raced on dirt never probably raced a short track oval in his life unless it was in a go-kart i guess you would in indy car now and then but um again totally different thing never in a stock car so um you know and you got a, an interesting mix of personalities here so um you know i feel like this is the first year for the series so i'm going to be you know generous with my comments uh you know again like the all-star race Noah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I went into this kind of skeptical. How are these cars going to work on short tracks? How is it all going to play out? Um, but I actually enjoyed it. I thought CBS did a really nice job. And, you know, and Alan Bastwick proved why the man should still be working in major motorsports on television because I still think he is the best there is at play-by-play uh, -play. Um, doesn't get in the way of the broadcast but he adds tremendous value to it I uh, thought the pit guys did a pit crew did a, uh, the uh, the pit reporters did a great job um, you know Danica was okay I just don't think she's the right person for that kind of a role especially on a short track um, you know but again I mean overall I thought it was fantastic and I thank CBS for agreeing to do this because this is going to be a lot of fun to watch for the next six weeks oh yeah absolutely i was going to pinpoint you know just cbs's production of the whole event and even the ratings afterward i was 
enormously happy to see the ratings post-race being over, I think, 1.1 million or so like that in viewership. Um, you know, just how many people were excited about that. Listen, that, that series as a whole with the personalities in it have to be a promoter's uh, dream because of how many guys in there are uh, are just such big personalities for sure but yeah cbs as a whole i won't argue with you alan is one of the best if not the best and uh and it was wonderful to see him back and then matt yokum on pit road was great to see um i mean just the whole team put together there they they did a they did a great job on cbs yeah i thought so too i mean again and i agree with the ticker as well i think uh they need to do something different with that but overall i thought the broadcast was fantastic the only thing and again i wasn't there so i'm just going by what i was told by a number of people who were there and then i saw a lot of it on social media too is a lot of people i don't know if they had a paid autograph session you had to pay to get autographs or whatever the deal but a lot of people wanted autographs that didn't get them. And I really feel like the one thing that this series ought to do, it's supposed to be a short track series. So what they ought to do is just stay. Everybody should stay there after they're all the races are over or that, whatever, and open the pits up and just let the fans come over and, and, and hang out with these guys for a little while. I, I just think that, this is of a nature where you should be treating it like old-fashioned short track racing. There shouldn't be just an hour or two hour, whatever it is, autograph session. That's it. You know, open the pits up. Let people come over and chill with these guys and, and uh, you know, and have some fun. But that's that's really where I'm at with this. And, Jacob, I know you didn't get a chance to see it. I hope you'll get to catch the ones going forward because I really do think it was – I wouldn't say it was better than I anticipated by a, by a pretty wide margin. So I'm really kind of excited to see uh, the ones coming up, and especially this next one. I think we're going to Knoxville, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed. Brian Brown, I believe, is going to be the uh, the local all-star for this weekend. And I am looking forward to seeing Saturday night's uh, SRX race on CBS. I very much uh, am looking forward, after all the hype out around this inaugural one, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. And uh, glad that I'll have a chance to be home uh, for the next couple of weeks to be able to see some of those broadcasts. Now, Noah Lewis, I need you to get your numbers brain out. And I hope you have slight bit of good news for me because I do know that I had a weekend sweet even though I was on the ground covering dirt racing I was smart enough to get a weekend sweep out of Texas does that mean I'm out of the basement in fantasy finally well Jacob you're still second to last at the moment but you're not last so (laughs) Uh, but but nevertheless a great job this weekend for the sweep well I tried (laughs) I guess we'll see if I, it's going to take a couple of sweeps if I want to have any prayer of uh, being able to, to you know get something done here. Let's see. I have my picks in front of me. I'm actually going to uh, subscribe to the theory if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and you know uh, combine that with Tom's I believe what I see. So uh, truck series, John Hunter Nemechek is going to win again because it's John Hunter Nemechek and that seems to be all he does lately. In Xfinity because he He's the driver with experience there, and I just have a weird feeling about this, that 100 is going to come this weekend, Kyle Busch. And in the Cup Series, I could pick Kyle Larson, but I won't just because it's closer to an intermediate, and I feel like his teammate, other than the Coke 600, has had a slight bit better intermediate speed of late. 
So I'm going to take the nine, actually, in Chase Elliott, and if Kyle wins again, then so be it, and Kyle wins again. Uh, I don't know which one of you two is next, but Noah has the numbers in front of me, so I'm going to assume, or in front of him, sorry. I, I'm going to assume maybe Tom? Maybe? That would be correct. Okay, cool, Tom. All right, well, um, again, because as you correctly point out, Jacob, I believe what I see, John Hunter Nemechek is going to win the truck race on Friday. This is way too competitive now amongst us for me to uh, go out on too many limbs here. So uh, John Hunter Nemechek in the trucks, Kyle Busch in the Xfinity Series gets 100 and uh, hopefully that makes him done for at least the rest of the season <laughs> so we can get that out of the way. No, I'm just kidding, honestly. Um, and then uh, in the Cup Series, um, I don't care what uh, what what the experience is. Uh, Kyle Larson's going to win again because, well, that's what Kyle Larson's doing these days, Noah. Yeah, he sure is. And I want to quickly note for our points in fantasy for all listening that, Jacob, you are – Actually, in a good if you have a good race, you are in, in length to jump up to about the fourth spot. So don't think you're too far down the, the order here because like everything it. is very tight in our fantasy like points it. right now. But uh, but I'm going to go for trucks with John Hunter Nemechek as well. I mean, you got, he's just been so good lately. And then I'm going to go for a rowdy sweep of both Xfinity and Cup. That guy has won there before, and I think his uh, his win on Saturday will help him and elevate him to victory lane on Sunday in Nashville. So you say there's two guitars going home to Kyle Busch this weekend. Interesting. And we'll, we'll, I'll mention that in our white flag segment, which is coming up in just a couple of minutes here, uh, that uh, Nashville doing a cool thing with the guitar trophies for this weekend. Final lap right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. 
Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Madness. Final lap, white flag is in the air. One more segment to go, and to uh, do that, we turn back to our roundtable. Final thoughts, gentlemen. I'll start with Noah Lewis. What have you got going into this weekend? Just coming off of today, GMS headed cup racing next year. Finally, they announced that. We've been talking a little bit about it uh, for a while now. So my my news is going into next year and not so much this weekend, although I'm very optimistic for this weekend, Jacob. All right, fair enough. Tom, what do you got? I've got a Pato Award. that's what I've got. One is second IndyCar race of the year. And I got to tell you something. This has been one amazing IndyCar season with all the different winners that we've had and the equality of the competition and some of the young stars like Pato and Renus VK and uh, some of the others just really shining through. And it makes me wonder, as we go into the summer, Jacob, what to expect going forward because we're still waiting for the veterans to have the breakout moment. The Penske car is still not really big factors as much as we thought they would be at this point in the year. So uh, this is going to be an interesting IndyCar season going down the stretch. It will be Road America this weekend for the IndyCar set and a reunion of sorts for former F1 drivers Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnuson, who will be back together on the racetrack this weekend for the first time since their F1 days at Haas F1. Of course, uh, Magnuson filling in for Felix Rosenquist at Arrow McLaren SP and Roman with uh, Rick Ware with Dale Coyne. So a lot to unpack there. We're out of time here on The Madness. For Tom and Noah, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall. We'll see you next time to do it again till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.